Is it super slow mo for you guys? No. Yeah, yeah it's slow because it's boring, much like this podcast. So I oh, think it I fits see. perfectly. <clears throat> awesome. Actually, yeah. I want some elevator music next time. I'll make some. That All wasn't right. too far. How would you guys like a subject that sounds like it's a fucking hentai movie? I'm ready. Squid Game? Uh, no. Let's oh. see. I'm going to throw this in chat. All right. So there is a town in Brazil. I just posted the link to Wanted one of young the stories men to come for live in all. Dude, this is a cult. This is 100% a fucking cult. Yeah, uh, it's an all-woman town. Uh, the in in the town themselves, they they do have some husbands. They are producing children, but the husbands are only allowed in town like on the weekends, and then they go back to wherever during the week. Uh, if they have what? a man child when they're eighteen, they're supposed to leave. Nice. Uh, and uh, so there are a large group of women inside the 600-person uh, town that are between the ages of 18 to 35 and looking for love. Oh, yeah, lo- looking for love. Sure they are. And yeah, the town is only functional three weeks out of the month. Yeah, they're looking for love. Sure they are. You know, this just this just screams of... of it's a cult, dude. It's It's a... It's a cult. fucking psychiatrist's dream. I mean, whatever. This stupid ass shit. I'm sick of stupid ass shit like this. Um, it's <laughs> people looking for fucking attention. It's a social media stunt at best. You know, M- Mormons and groups like this. Hey, more power to them, man. I mean, seriously, if this is what they want to do, but I ain't getting excited over it. I'm sure there's dudes out there like looking for fucking plane tickets, right? Uh, calm down there, Hank. <laughs> yeah, no, even I'm gonna go fuck him right? for Darrow. Yeah, well, I mean, out. it's it, as far as on the male fantasy list, you know, like no men in the area and all the ladies want your body. That's kind of really high up on the radar. But they I mean, also yeah. have to actually want to fuck you, right? That's the thing. It's you know, not just like a given, like, oh, they're right. going to want to fuck me, dude. Like, they I'm want definitely a dick going. so bad that, you know, there are very few women out there that need dicks so bad that they'll fuck anything. They're out there, you know, but. No, I mean, vibrators exist. So, like, there you go. <laughs> they, change, they change the whole game up, dude. I'm sure that place hums at night like a goddamn, you know, like. <laughs> they, have, they have brownouts. They right? have brownouts. <laughs> you can hear 530 megahertz of. during the you know the 80s 90s early 2000s before lithium batteries became big i bet you d cells were hard to find in that fucking town (laughs) d cells jesus christ doug what kind of vibrators have you seen (laughs) brazen stratton well it was like (laughs) when i became aware of vibrators it was the You gotta prime uh, it for you fucking start it out. <laughs> yeah. It was the aptly named Hitachi Magic Wand. Well, oh, that one plugs in there. But yeah, that was right into the wall. Yeah, I don't think any of them ever took D batteries. <laughs> I'm I, I have several mag lights that take D batteries and I'm like I you could use that. If you're horny enough, I think you could use the mag light with a condom. Oh, well, I've seen some porn that suggests that you are correct, sir. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna tell you. 
Yeah, I mean, I get it, you know, and and it's it, but shit like this has probably existed all over the world for millennia, and this one just you know pops up. I'm sure there's more to the story uh, than just what's on the surface, but it makes for oh, great yeah. clickbait. How do they get done? Like, how do they get any work done that one week out of the month, though? <laughs> Could you? You know what's funny is that, and if you've ever worked in an office with with a, a, a higher concentration of females to males, they sync um, up, dude. They, they do sync up. Sync up. It's yeah. it's actually kind of fascinating. So the whole town um, shuts down for a week. I mean, so you got to wonder if you've got this many women in town, are their periods syncing up, right? And yeah. that, that's what we were talking about for those of you that may be completely fucking oblivious. <laughs> um, women's menstruation cycles will actually sync up um, moms and daughters. If there's like moms and multiple daughters in the household, I've heard stories. Uh, this is anecdotal. Uh, of course, I've never had a period. So there are days that yeah, people think I'm on my for, fucking period. But For the record, <laughs> uh, none of us have ever conducted a scientific study. No, on no sign. No, no so, period. So um, we're, we're going to give like the the uh, the massive disclaimer here that mm-hmm. we're not doctors, we're not scientists, and nobody's giving us any money for I'm research just on the subject. No, but I'll be more than happy to check you out if you need me to. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't take uh, insurance, but I'll do it for free. It's all... It's all anecdotal. Pro bono. But yeah. apparently, seriously, in the, in the town... Look, Doug's uh, researched this shit. No, <laughs> well, He's like, plane tickets problem, are only $200. Right? So. No, I mean, the problem that they're running into, and this this is serious. This is not me being extra horny, Doug, or anything else, because of the small Average size of the Doug. town and, um, you know, the 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 not wide availability of men a lot of the men that would be sort of available are related to them like everybody's a fucking cousin sure so yeah. that's why they're trying What's to get a little that? bit more outside blood <laughs> well i mean i mean you're from Al- well you know you were raised in alabama and adam yeah. was I just you know, want to say a lot of Virginia, that, West Virginia. I just want to yeah. say that the first humans definitely fucked their brothers because there weren't any other things to fuck. Yeah, yeah. So I there's think probably, it's fine. There's probably some inbreeding. We all got a few, you know, folded genes <clears throat> in there somewhere. So <laughs> folded. Genes. Yeah, yeah, they're I, in my. Uh, they're in my. I uh, knew dresser. that. Yeah, you <laughs> talk, talk gene folding, and immediately somebody goes, "I got some Low-hanging fruits, what I'm hearing. Yeah, for. I know. It's I get it. I do. I do. Yeah, you know, and, and I and I I could definitely see where inbreeding could become a problem um, with a situation like that. And um, why is the town only women? Like that's never really addressed. It's just like, yep, the town's only women. Anyway, uh, we're looking I, for young men. I'd looked into it. Apparently, sometime in the early 1900s, there was a woman who was involved in an adulterous relationship and fucking town went nuts over it. So she sort of went out to uh, this town, which uh, it's like Noiva de Cordero. Yeah, Lesbos. It's called Lesbos. Well, well, she founded it and uh, then it more or less became a town that was sort of like a women's refuge, like uh-huh. sort of like you made a t- an entire town, a you know, a, a woman's center for sure, sure. abused, yeah. neglected, whatever else. I got you. Yeah, so 
that that's how the town grew over time is, you know, as ladies got into bad situations, they would say, fuck it. And I'm going huh, over here. That's kind of neat. And, and they kind of made a town out of it. Yeah. I, that's, you know, but now it's kind of like, huh. <laughs> uh, we can't expand without some cock. Right. I mean, just saying if, uh, if everyone was, you know, asexual celibate homosexual we humans would have died out a long time ago but here we are just breeding like a virus well you know sex is obviously very important to uh, the species but like just on a social level uh sex is hugely important let's look at it this way you've got vitamins you've got antibiotics you've got um you know, anti-depression meds. You've got everything in the world that comes in pill form, including erectile dysfunction. But only one thing universally is known as the pill. And when somebody says the pill, you know they're talking about birth control. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a clusterfuck. Um, what what the pill, really what all, um, uh, we'll say, chemical uh forms of birth control due to women is fucked up. Um, I knew when I dated a woman and she got her tubes tied and the doctor was like, you know, she had been on, uh, she had been on the pill uh, or like uh, IUD, something of the, something along those lines, chemical um, for fuck 30 years. Right. Doctors are like, Oh yeah, well, you know, you got your, uh, got your tubes tied. You don't need that shit anymore. And for about a fucking year, um, she had mood swings, depression, hot flashes, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it was wild to watch. And that led me to, to watch a documentary, maybe on Netflix, about um, birth control. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, man, I get it. I do, right? I mean, I went and got clipped and had all the complications that I had. And I still, when people say, it was real worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't want kids. Um, but it's, uh, it's a fucked up mess, man. The pill is a fucked up mess. So, and it's, uh, I mean, to make a woman not able to have a kid, you kind of got to fuck them up. Pretty, like, pretty. Yeah. You're, you're it's fucking not like a nature. small thing. Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. And that's the, I think that hits it right on the head, man. That is not, you are fucking with mother nature right there, man. And well, it ain't good. Go ahead. You know, Mother Nature, I'm you know, I'm I'm not buying into this whole argument, but if you ever talk to a pharmacist or a doctor and there is a hormone that is produced by your body or a, an enzyme that's produced by your body, as soon as you start introducing that from an outside source, what happens is your body just says, Well, fuck, we don't have to do that anymore. Yep. So to some, right. And that's what I mean by mother nature. That That's right. what I mean. I'm just talking natural, you know, just n- nature in general, your body, a woman's body produces eggs and those eggs cling to the, to the uterus and they get fertilized and, you know, and yada, 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 yada. And you're interrupting that. And just like you said, right. Uh, testosterone, you know, um, all through, man, it started when I wrestled in high school. Um, I had a coach that, 
would he had a couple guys on fucking steroids on testosterone in high school yes sir he and takes if this I, shit a little too serious. Oh, <laughs> dude, I had I had one of the best coaches ever, and then he quit. Or I think he actually I went I think he went to a college if I remember correctly. And the guy that we got to replace him, it was my junior year. And the guy that we got to replace him is why I quit wrestling because I enjoyed wrestling and I was good at it. But this guy was a cocksucker. You want to win, don't you? Here, oh my god. It. Yeah, he got me down to I was I forget what my weight class was, but he's like, you know, if you went down one more weight class. I think I was at like 112. He's like, if you went down one more weight class, you could go to state and all this shit. And I did it because, right? Yeah, exactly. This coach is telling me, this guy that I, a mentor, and I, uh, and I did. And we went to a, we were at a sectional, which is like a couple of different high schools. And I think it was like my first match. <laughs> I had been up in the bleacher sweating, you know, I was trying to get down. And I come down and uh, I get on the mat. Everything got really, really bright and loud. And the next thing I know, I was looking up at the fucking, rafters i just blacked out and then you saw was, the couch because <laughs> i saw the couch i was like wait where am i you're like oh um, no this is sectional this black leather oh god damn it see i was thinking casting couch <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah your uh your coach roofied you and then right exactly out. i was like yeah. god damn it <laughs> not again um <laughs> get me a towel but yeah so he he had pushed he'd pushed another kid and the, and the kid did it and this kid was, I don't know, maybe 17 and his body proportions, like he had fucking like ribeyes for pecs, man. It wasn't, it wasn't normal. Yeah. That's how most people are at 17. Right. Exactly. It was bizarre. And then, so all through my life, I have been, um, uh, offered steroids because of my size. I'm, I'm a small guy. So people are like, yeah, yeah. You want some tea? You want some tea? No. No, I don't. First of all, I'm not sticking a needle in myself. It's the reason I'm petrified of fucking diabetes is because I don't want to stick myself with a needle. Um, but two, uh, again, watched a documentary. These two dudes, they were big weightlifters, um, bodybuilders, and they did a documentary because they had been on tea for so fucking long. And the whole, uh, the whole documentary was about they were trying to talk people out of it um, because like Doug mentioned, they had been on synthetic testosterone for so long that their bodies went, holy shit, we're, we're way over what we should be. Slow down production, slow down production. Okay. Stop production. Okay. Yeah. Just don't make any because we have plenty in our blood right now. And when you do that for so long and then you get off of it, your body's like, uh, what? <laughs> it will not start <laughs> making testosterone again. Yep. So these guys are now, on like maintenance doses of testosterone for the rest of their lives because well, they fucked with it. Yeah, but you they're know, swole that, as fuck. But yeah. they're swole as fuck, yeah. Well, and when they try to wean themselves off of it, they'll be slow, uh, you know, it's slow as fuck with tits because gynecomastia is a thing. Well, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of side effects. And, but what people don't talk about, the, the reason I told that story, the point was, is that, People don't talk about that. If you think about it, right, women are doing the same thing when they're taking, they're taking estrogen, and they're. I think it's like pro. It I can't is exactly progesterone. It progesterone. It's, thank you. Yeah, it's the you know effectively in its natural state, it it is the pregnancy hormone. Right, and it makes the body so when the eggs drop down, they can't. I think it's that they can't connect to the uh, the uterine lining, and they just you know flush out in the next in the next period. 
uh, if they even have a period, because again, their body's like, no reason to flush uterine wall because we're pregnant. Um, Perfect. I mean, that sounds natural and it should be fine. And that's the thing, right? Is that over time, you cannot tell me, and, and I've seen it myself in um, two women, actually, one I dated and one's just a friend that uh, were on it, you know, like most women, they got on it in their teens and just kind of stayed on it. And then something happened and they got off of it for whatever reason. And there are side effects, man. It's a, um, it's not a, um, it's not that there's no cost to it. Right. But again, man, I, I get it because kids, man. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on parents or anything like that. Um, well, there is a, you know, it's like not every child in this world that has ever happened is planned, but, um, when you are not terribly ready to have a kid, you know, you don't, you, you haven't got everything in order. It can, you know, that is a, quite literally a life changing situation because it uh, it's like you have to alter everything to accommodate the child. And, uh, well, and that's if you choose to go forward with it and I'm not going right. to get involved in that debate. Um, I'll be but, more than happy to, but <laughs> well, you, you know me. You, yeah. Yeah. Well go right ahead. Cause yeah, uh, on I, that I, particular subject, I'm going to go with, uh, closed mouth gathers no feet. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And I, and I think that, um, uh, and then there's, you know, for me, I, I started going back to therapy and, uh, that discussion came up about kids and I was very straight with her. I said, you know, generational mental illness, I'm breaking the cycle. And I've had plenty of people tell me that, Oh, Dan, you'd have been a great dad. You've been a great dad. No, I wouldn't have. Um, I would have, I would have repeated the sins of my father, as they say, um, and probably even created some new ones. Uh, and I know that nobody's a perfect dad. You know, there's no perfect parent, right? We, we all fuck up our kids in some different way, at least according to them, we do. Um, but for me, it was, I come from a, a, a home with a lot of trauma and a lot of a lot of issues. So I did not want to perpetuate that. That was my choice. Um, that said there, I see a lot of people that had kids that really never should have, you know, and that's, that's why I say condoms, vasectomies, tubes tied, the pill, it can all be worth it. You know, because I love the argument against abortion when people are like, you might be, Aborting the next Albert Einstein, you also might be aborting the next fucking Hitler. I mean, come on, that's a shit argument, right? If a person but doesn't, they also want don't to, give a fuck about the kid after it comes out. Amen, brother. Right? We, they they fight they fight about uh, keeping a, a woman's ability to choose, but the minute that kid comes out, now you want to talk about uh, shit welfare and you know, plan, you know, things like that. And they're like, well, now hold on, hold on. Hold His on. life was important before it was born. Now it's not. Fuck him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite part about that is usually those are also people that are hugely in favor of the death penalty. So it's just a question of timing. <laughs> right. <Exactly. laughs> we value human life. 
until until about you know sometime after puberty until they steal that, something and then fuck them then fuck them they, <laughs> yeah you know I go you know I'm I'm uh, pro choice and I'm pro death penalty so I'm just like fuck them before and after I don't care um, no I think it's in the same you know you get all these people that are uh, what's the new the new thing right now um, um, medical freedom medical the, uh, the, the, these people that are saying that you can't force a, a vaccine on them because it's their body and their choice and all that no one no one's forcing a vaccine on anybody it's straw man they're making it, shit up it absolutely is straw man and when people say well i could lose my job right because a private company right the government has not forced any yeah, you guys jerked off when the fucking bakery was able to turn down a gay dude for his wedding cake and there you yeah. go now and, you're on the receiving end and you're pissed off because right. you're dumb. Exactly. Right. And there are no mandates in the sense of, yes, if you're a federal employee, they're stating you have to get in certain, in certain parts of, of the federal government, you have to get a, a vaccine and people are saying, Oh, my rights, my rights. No, 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 no. That's the, they're at that point, they are your employer, right? They're not your government in that sense. It, they are an employer. No, Cause you cannot get the vaccine if you just quit. That's right. And you can go somewhere else and you can work somewhere that doesn't require the vaccine. You have that's that it, free choice. market, buddy. There you go, brother. That's that fucking free market. It'll there work you go. right there. You yeah. have the right to go elsewhere. Nobody, this is not like a, a government where they're stating, you know, if you don't, you go to jail, right? Or if you don't, we're going to put a bullet in your fucking head. Well, you get to the point where you're, the discussion ultimately winds up with uh, how your rights relate to everyone else's rights. Uh, yeah. and, and, yeah. and, and, and for the crowd that is, uh, sort of in the anti-vax column, I'm going to throw this one out at you. All right. One of the most precious rights to, uh, certain parties is the second amendment and it's your right to bear arms. Okay. I have the right to bear arms, but if I go across the street and, uh, shoot him in the face, well, I've, de- de- I've deprived him of his right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So my Second Amendment rights don't trump his rights. Therefore, I'm in the wrong. So with, uh, you, with uh, this whole medical freedom deal, if you choose not to get vaccinated, you can still infect other people. And this shit goes way, way, way back. I mean, literally, it goes back as far as in American history all the way to George Washington. Yep. Because George Washington, uh, there, you know, vaccines have been around for a while. It's just always been in different forms. It was infecting somebody else with one thing so they wouldn't get infected with someone else, you know, cowpox versus uh, smallpox. So uh, George Washington made the Continental Army get uh, vaccinated with cowpox so they didn't get smallpox. And there was even a hubbub about it back then. But George Washington was like, (laughs) I don't give a fuck. You're going to take the vaccine so you don't spread smallpox to anybody else. Right. Right. But that's, it's, people just want to be pissed off. Um, I saw something yesterday. A guy said, you know what the problem with the, how do you say it? He said, the, the problem with most of you people, he, he does a podcast or a radio show. He says, the problem with most of you people 
is that you don't have any problems, not any real problems. He said, most of you are listening to this on a $2,000 computer, a $1,000 smartphone, a $1,000, you know, uh, uh, flat screen TV. And that's something that I've been saying for quite a while now is that we've, you know, we still have that caveman brain that wants to look for problems and wants to look for threats. And the thing is, is that the majority of people who are living in America, you know, making a, a decent wage really don't have any real problems. They have annoyances, right? Um, I'm thinking of people that uh, Doug and I both in, in our uh, employment history have had a job where we were in a lot of people's homes. All right. We were repair technicians. They used to be burglars. We, we, we used to be burglars, but then we got old and fat and we're like, Ugh. And then we ran into Macaulay Culkin on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Macaulay, we just want to tell you we appreciate everything you did for us, buddy. Uh, So which one of you was Joe Pesci? (laughs) I think we both know that was me, dude. Come on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think we both know that. (laughs) Angry short. Um, Yeah. But we went into a lot of people's homes. And I'm here to tell you, man, all joking aside, uh, that taught me a lot. Like I did that for a couple of years and I probably went into, I don't know, about, we'll average 10 homes a day, um, uh, five days a week. Right. So, you know, and I did that for about two years. So do the math. And I learned a lot, man. I really did. I learned that, uh, nobody uses their garages for cars. Um, it's for, sh- it's for stuff. It's for more shit, right? They use it for storage. Like the George Carlin bit where you have to get a bigger <laughs> house. So you have more coverage for all your extra shit that you've acquired. For your stuff. Yeah. And then you take your stuff. Well, your stuff is stuff and other people's stuff is shit. Shit. Right. And, and yes, yeah, some people did. Um, but the houses that always affected me the most were the ones where I would go in and it was like a convalescent home, right? You'd have, um, the, the wife stayed at home with the mother-in-law, right. And the mother-in-law had a room in the back and it was basically like a little, like a little hospital room. There was the, the respirator and all the machinery and the pills everywhere. And the room was set up so this person could just lay in this bed and stare at a TV all day. Right. And, uh, there was a vibe when you walked into these homes, it was, it was dark and it was gloomy and the air, whenever I'd walk into these, into these houses, it was like the air was sucked out of me. Um, and I feel like those people had problems, right? You had somebody dying of some disease in your home and you, these people couldn't go anywhere or do anything as they watched a loved one just deteriorate. Like that's a problem. Um, people that have cancer or they have children with these oddball fucking diseases that can't be cured and they're just watching their children die. Right. Of course, things like starvation and, and, uh, things like that, you know, in the world, obviously too, but I'm talking about kind of your, your average middle-class, uh, person. There's a lot of people out there that just, everybody's got issues. Everybody's got things that bug them. Everything's got frustrations, but we as a society, man, we're doing pretty good. You know, um, Doug and I always joke that a couple hundred years ago, a good case of, you know, Taco Bell diarrhea would murder a fucking town. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, and we don't have things like that. And again, and I don't want anybody, 
as somebody who deals with mental illness and shit, I, I don't want to trivialize anyone's challenges. I don't want to trivialize anybody's um, struggles by any means, but there is perspective too. Right. And, and I think you have to look at that. Um, I had a therapist tell me one time because I have a bad habit of saying this, that this whole spiel that I'm on right now. And they can say, well, Dan, that doesn't mean that your problems or that your issues aren't important. So, and I want to convey that. I'm not saying that your struggles aren't important, but keep shit in perspective, man. You know, the fact that you can get up under your own power, wipe your own ass, uh, feed yourself, get in your car that maybe you can or can't afford um, and go to the store and do things for yourself. Uh, you got to think about that, you know, um, just kind of my, my two cents. But I think that lack of problems, I think a lot of people look for shit to be angry about, I guess is my whole point of that rant is people look for stuff to be mad about. Yeah. But like your worst day, and Jeff Bezos' worst day felt the same to both of you. Absolutely. Like, Certainly. even though they were probably very different days. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. He, he misplaced a billion dollars and I couldn't fucking find my car keys. Um, no, and you're absolutely right. And that's why I wanted that disclaimer at the end that I'm not trying to trivialize anyone's struggles. I'm really not. And I know it sounds like I am. It, it's just my bad attempt at... Well, it's, reminding it's, people to keep things in perspective. It's just all sort of relative, uh, you know, with problems, time, space, all relative. Sure. Yeah. 42. Uh, 42, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, on, on the whole, you know, we do have first world problems. That's, uh, yeah. You exactly. know, and everybody's got their own challenges, of course. And I'm I, I'm not marginalizing those. I'm just saying overall as a society – there are places where as a society they can't find enough to eat yet right. here we have fucking eating competitions to see right. how much you can shove in your face hole right and people order too much shit on amazon so now the ports in california are backed up so right everyone's freaking out it's like dude like that that's our problem like we have too much money to spend <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're they're having a problem making enough boxes to ship the shit in. <laughs> right. We're like, oh, this is fucking terrible. It's the end of the fucking world, dude. Right. Fucking, my Apple this Watch is, is going to be is late. This is the apocalypse right here. That's why I was at the store last night and I was looking for, um, I've, I'm having a hard time kicking my Red Bull habit. And uh, I went to get a, a case of um, sugar-free Red Bull. And the grocery store that I went to, it's been hit or miss. And last night was a miss. They didn't have any. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I asked the young girl at the um, checkout, I said, hey, you guys are having a, a hard time getting uh, the sugar-free Red Bull in, huh? And she said, uh, she said, yeah, she said, we're actually having trouble getting a lot of different things in. Uh, she said, but anything in a can, right? And I had heard before, there was, uh, I think, Diet Mountain Dew or some, one of the things that we, all of us drink, same thing. It was really, it wasn't the it wasn't the, the, the liquid itself. It's the mm -hmm. cans to put it in. Yeah. And the reason that it's affecting certain things like sugar-free Red Bull is that more people drink regular Red Bull. So right. they reduce the cans that they're using to put sugar-free Red Bull in. Um, it's funny because when she said that, I thought a couple of weeks ago, I went into a 7-Eleven to just grab a, a single Red Bull, 
uh, sugar-free. And I grabbed the last two they had. And the woman says, oh, you got the last two, huh? She said, man, we've just had a really hard time keeping those in. And it, it kind of all clicked in my head. But uh, there was a can shortage like a year ago, too, wasn't there? Yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of where yeah, it's, it's the same still, thing. Yeah, it's still sort it's of ongoing. Kind of the same. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's just, you know, COVID production. You, you can't smash people into these factories to crank stuff out. They got to spread them apart. So they slow the machines down. If you've ever worked in a factory, I have. And that's, you know, it's just kind of where it goes. If you have fewer people to move stuff around, et cetera, then you just got to slow well, the machines down. On I Love Lucy, they <laughs> sped the machine up. But then they were eating all the chocolate or trying to. So, I mean, um, and you're not allowed to reference I Love Lucy because it happened before you were born. We've had this discussion. Uh, well, how, how did I see it? Damn, yeah, if it right. happens before you were born, it. it just doesn't exist to you, apparently. I think that's how people feel about fucking world history sometimes. Um, Lucille but, Ball yeah. could get it, though, you know, <laughs> back in her day. Back in her day. Yeah, now it would be a little bit creepy. Yeah, um, just a bit. Yeah, it's uh, and I get it. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, from a from a company point of view, they're like, hmm, you know, we could we can make diet Mountain Dew or diet whatever, uh, just so that it's out there for Dan, or we could make. <laughs> this the, is the Dan line over here. We make right? one case a, a week. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just for Dan, we <laughs> for uh, Dan. drop it off at his house like it's a fucking milk delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Or we could, or we could make more of the thing that people are buying and keeping us in business. Yeah, you can't. Whenever I, whenever I say, whenever I go to get something, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, COVID shortage, whatever." Um, It's like, okay, you know. And I even told the little girl. I said, uh, I laughed, and I said, "Ah, I need to quit bitching about it." I said, "It's not like I'm going hungry because I still, you know, I had some eggs and different things in my cart, so it's like I can still get food, right?" And it's. We're not, um, right. We're not third world here at this point. It's just an inconvenience why we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So uh, again, adjusting my perspective a little bit to go, eh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll grab two of these bigger cans and I'll, I'll spend a little extra money and I'll, I'll drink it this way. Yeah, sure. It's, it's frustrating and inconvenient and I, and I have to spend a little more money because I can't get it in bulk or whatever. I but. like bottles more anyway, but they're low on those too lately. Mm, it's for, pretty much any, yeah, any of that stuff. And again, like I said, it just kind of, it boils down. What's interesting to me though. Um, and Lord knows that I have a, you know, pattern recognition problem, but I find it fascinating. A pattern of what? Just pattern recognition in general, but I see a pattern in the, the way that the pandemic is slowing down production and things like that it makes you realize just how fragile a lot of the, the constructs, the systems in place that we either don't think about or just assume are always there are being affected. Right. And it's just a reminder that if you get too comfortable with that kind of stuff, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to verbalize well, it really or articulate it. What I'm trying okay. to say. Well, let's, let's look at it like this. Now COVID has changed a lot of things. Um, and what we are seeing is a shift in uh, people's behaviors. And then what it has exposed is 
how little flexibility is built into the system. It's, it's, it's yeah. not very adaptable. Right. Uh, and that's on the whole. Uh, when but it didn't t- have to be. Like, you wouldn't spend money on something you didn't need to. Yeah. As a man- yeah, you mean as a manufacturer and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, like right. if you're running right. a supply chain, you're not no. going to spend a bunch of extra money on something no. that no for, one ever thinks is going to happen. Right, for some sort of redundancy system. And and I agree with you on that. And, and I'm not... I'm not really, I'm not really focusing on that as much as I am the, the reveal of the fact that like, I've always kind of known that because I have worked, I worked in intermodal transportation, all those steamship containers. I used to do, I used to manage that. You stowed away in one in 2003 (laughs) and now you're like, I used to work in intermodal. I managed it. You know, I managed not pooping everywhere and only in the corner. Um, And I've worked in factories and I've, I've watched how it works and yeah, it's just kind of one of those things like the old, uh, the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where he throws a wrench into the machine and he just, <laughs> you know, and it's just a reminder that if, if you, I, I don't know, I'm not I think if you, if you work society. anywhere, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> if you work anywhere though, you start to realize, uh, like how wrong the general public is about how robust some things yes. are, especially yes. in tech. Yes. Like if you're watching like Netflix, say, and you think they have some giant system in the background that'll never fail, and then you go to work there, I guarantee it's <laughs> bubblegum and duct tape in the fucking background. And a hundred people running around, <gasps> like the scene from Airplane where they're all just running around the, the control tower. That That's exactly right. And I guess um, that's just something that I've always been hyper-focused on. Like I see right. that and I think, and I'm not saying everybody needs a bug out bag and, and you know, one of those buckets of... MREs, but um, at, at any moment we could see societal collapse. And I'm not saying that you got to sit around worrying about it all the time. Just be aware of it, I guess. Be aware of it. And and when you can't go get your sugar-free Red Bull, Karen, calm the fuck down, right? Because we're still in a pretty good position and there are some relatively strong systems in play, but it's all kind of bullshit. <laughs> I guess well, it's a, I'm a nihilist. I mean, so it's, it happens. I, I get like this sometimes, but it's all kind of bullshit. Well, everything is designed for what's required or what's required at the moment. The bare um, minimum requirements, I think. Right. Because, you know, it doesn't, uh, just like we'll take snow, for example. Um, let's say, Northern Florida gets snow. We'll say the panhandle. Sure. There's some weird winter thing. It drops down. We saw this in Alabama. Right. And they get snow. I'm just trying to use a slightly more extreme example. Sure. So people understand. Right. So that one snow event that may occur once every 20 years, their Department of Transportation is not going to invest in $250 million worth of uh, snow removal gear right. if they have snow once yeah. every 20 years. It's just not worth it. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is literally cheaper for them to say, stay mm-hmm. the fuck home. And we saw so, that in Alabama, that, that exact thing happened. There was a weird winter storm. There was a lot of ice and snow. People were killed like because they didn't know how the fuck to handle it in the state of Alabama basically just said, stay the fuck home. Like this will pass, calm down, but you're exactly right. And it was because I had people 
I'm originally from Ohio and I had people teasing, making jokes. And that's exactly what I told them. Well, I mean, you know, there's no reason to have 200 more trucks that would just sit every, right, every 18 years. Yeah, it's useless. <clears throat> right, to pop out. You just, but we all do that, right? I mean, right. And we all do that to some degree. Like I, a lot of people have a bare minimum insurance because the chances of them getting into an accident they feel are low. So why do I need all this insurance? And if you save money on insurance every year and then you have to pay for something catastrophic, maybe in the US they'll gouge you and you'll get fucked and you'll be in debt forever. But like, there's also a certain point where it'll pay for itself. Right. The amount that you didn't pay, um, what is it? Bonding, I think, where you can just put up a certain chunk of cash. Uh, you either have to have insurance or like a certain bond. And some companies will just bond because it's cheaper to do that for that very reason, you know. But then at the same time, and I, I know that you guys are kind of like me, let's say like snow tires, for instance, you could do the bare minimum. You could just do all weather, just the cheapest tire that they make, right? And I did that for a lot of years. But now what do you do? You, you buy a slightly better tire, right? Doug, you just bought tires for the bike and you, you didn't just say, Give me the cheapest fucking tires. There yeah, are. I want retreads on this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Good old retreads. You yeah. said, you said, no. okay, and you you balanced, right? You said, okay, I don't want the most expensive necessarily. Well, if you don't balance them when you're going down the road, they'll start wobbling on you. God damn it, low hanging fruit. I know, I know. I mean, I I lob them up there. I gotta expect you to swing. It's uh, it's like a dog in a tennis ball. Um, so there's a balance there that, that you in between what I can afford, what is, uh, you know, what is reasonable. Um, and companies do that too, right? Yeah, because I mean, they're just company, going for practicality. Right. And profit. I mean, a company's whole point of existing folks, I know you would love to think that the manufacturer, whatever product you love, did it for the love of their customers, but they didn't, uh, they did it to, to turn a profit. And I think there's a lot of different ways to turn a profit. I think you can turn a profit on quality, quantity. Quantity seems to be the way that people are going these days. Um, just try getting something repaired. Companies are like, nah, fam, we'll just give you another one. Um, I think there's a lot of ways to make profit. But at the end of the day, the company is there to make a profit. And if they can't make a profit, what the fuck is the point in the long hours and the you know, strategy and everything else. Uh, I love when a company goes public and then everyone's like, do they only care about stock price? Yeah. That's literally the only <laughs> thing that matters at this point. Cause they're public. Cause they're public. You got to keep that stock price up. Is that all they profit. care about is fucking making more and more money. Yep. Let me, let me, let me explain something to you. Um, when I like create a 401k, right. And they start investing my money into stock. I don't enjoy it when that number goes down. <laughs> I like to make money on my 401k. So if they're like, hey, Adam, we're sorry you uh, you you lost $10,000. But we made a really company, cool product for the betterment of our customers. Right. And they're going to love it. really loves their customer base. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. That's hey, man, that's capitalism. And it may not be yeah. perfect, but it's not the worst system in the world. Um, you're encouraging people to build things that people, the better mousetrap right? The thing that people are going to want. Um, I think it's important to care about your customers as far as their relation to your product 
and I think their mental health and their health in general, right? If you create a product that keeps murdering your customer base, that's bad. Unless and you're I, Facebook or and Instagram. That's, I was, that's where I was heading with this. Yeah, you, you saw where I was turning the wheel. <laughs> yep. You saw where the bumper was pointing. Um, and then you get into things like, right, like Facebook. Um, again, I mentioned I had I'd started counseling again, therapy. And um, so I, I'm kind of looking at things different again. And Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Uh, I'm 46 years old and um, cisgender male, white, right? Just checking the boxes here so people know where I'm coming from. And I sometimes get wrapped up in the, Jesus, what have I done with my life? You know, look at these beautiful people, whatever. But uh, started playing on TikTok recently because it's there's a lot of really funny shit on there. And the filters. But you know what I noticed? This is kind of interesting. Um, Snapchat and uh, TikTok, at least, actually puts a little badge, <clears throat> excuse me, on the video or the the picture or whatever, if it has a filter applied. Yeah, so you can reuse that filter. Is that what? It is? <laughs> so that yeah. You know so it's... like, oh, you like this here? Like, you you can click the badge, and then you can use that filter if you like. Th- it. Okay. See, I kind of saw that differently. I was hoping. So that's the optimist. Doug Doug once <laughs> yeah. uh, described me as a, a, a basically a, a, a crossed idealist or you know somebody that had been hurt as an as an optimist. And You're he's right, a broken optimist, a broken yeah, optimist. And he's and that, he's absolutely that's, right. That's like, hey, you're like, hey, everything's gonna be great. And then you know you got out. At, well, you <laughs> got really into didn't the world. even got it, it. This isn't even got out into the world. You, you got this. <laughs> sunshiny attitude you have your parents and then the world on top of that and it was like a you know it 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 was a collective beatdown on dan and then a broken optimist becomes a a a A nihilist and a pessimist and an angry little fucker (laughs) yeah wow i didn't with just this weird little layer of optimist icing that's buried under there somewhere i mean you got to get to it but you'll find it eventually why am i paying my therapist 150 dollars a fucking session man i just go to doug and buy him some sushi um there's uh as an optimist i kind of hoped that what they were doing was helping people realize that no that <laughs> no i, I think like, you you, no. you went off the rails at helping people so yeah, yeah, yeah. Right a little there. responsibility that's all i'm asking <laughs> from these companies man a little responsibility on snapchat if you're really smart you can make your own filter and like submit it as like a, an item that people can use and then okay. you kind of get popular off of people using sure, your sure. filter and stuff I like that so yeah so it's just another way of fucking hooking people and man the yeah. um the filters the filters are fucking amazing man the video filters i've got a friend she uses oh, like the um, real-time uh augmented reality shit oh so we're talking about yeah she's got like she puts basically puts her makeup on with this filter and it does she was showing me she put her hand in front of her eye and the filter was knew where the eye was based on where the other one was but you could see her eyelashes on her hand Right. Hmm. And like the makeup and stuff. So I can usually, usually spot a filter. I think years of doing Photoshop, especially like skin tone. When I see certain skin tone, I'm like, nah, bruh, 
That's you have you have no, no pores. What you have the no fuck? pores. You're not a human, or yeah. it's a filter. And I've seen some people that can do that with makeup, like act, you know, because it's like spackle. It gets in there and fills all that out. Oh, when they do the contour and they just fucking get the yeah, the fucking spackle blade and yeah, and they <laughs> yeah, they basically off. spackle it in and then they they do the contour over it. It's makeup <laughs> in and of itself is fascinating to me. I Sorry, love watching spackle I've, I've it in. Spackle it in. <laughs> I've watched a ton of makeup tutorials. Um, dudes doing makeup like women like drag queens um i watch all that shit because it is absolutely fascinating to me to watch a human being use colors and and shading to completely restructure their face now you can get into the argument of um you know i have a friend she dyes her hair and she wears green contacts right is she being fake and phony no You know, that's the thing, right? Because her hair will still be dyed and her contacts will still be in when you're plowing her. So, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's some truth. People to are that like, ah, well, she's not real. It's not real. It's like, well, it's there. Like, it's physically real, right? So, like, <laughs> it's not like she pulls all that shit out. It's like, ah, oh, no, nah, I can't do that now. Well, but let me ask you, like, okay, <laughs> why do I, why do I shave my head? I mean, if you really want to get into, if something makes you feel better about yourself, if it helps you to present yourself to the world, right? um, You're losing weight, partially because you want to be healthy, but partially because you don't like the way you look. You look at yourself and you go, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm I'm like a person tall and then I'm like a truck wide. (laughs) Part of that is just how I'm made. uh, Yeah, you're a stocky. Bone wise, but I'm also fat, so. And I'm also fat. I work out. Because I like the aesthetic of it too, right? I like the aesthetic of what my body looks like when I work out. I shave my head because if I let my hair grow out, I look like a fucking child molester, you know? Um, well, it's the van, really. The it's van the is van just free candy. I, you know, I'm trying to get that painted. I know you think it's funny, but people are getting concerned <laughs> in the neighborhood. Kinda, it is kind of funny though. Um, Doug started cutting his hair shorter because it's, you know, thinner and gray. There's, we do no, things. Doug started cutting his hair shorter because... When Doug tried to make a barber's appointment and they told me <laughs> it was going to be six weeks, I was like, hello, Amazon. Clippers. But you were cutting, the- no, because you were cutting your hair shorter at the barber prior to that, too. And when I asked you, because I, I pulled out that old picture of us in one of the data centers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and it was long, it was long hadn't. and kind of boyish. And right. you were like, ah, dude, it's getting thinner. It's getting grayer. And you just started having it right. You've been kind of clipping it more lately for that reason. But you had started cutting it short because yeah. you, you thought it looked better. And that's, and that's what I well, mean. And that's okay. What it, what it was is because my hairline was receding back, you know, as, as happens in male oh, pattern baldness. <laughs> what was, what was happening is the sides of my hair on the top left and top right when I, when I looked in the mirror, it started to look like these weird fucking hair horns. And I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like this shit. It looks fucked up. Oh, I know the hair horns you're talking about, brother. That's what I said. Mine, I had, uh, I don't have male pattern. I've still got hair back there, but I have an, an incredible receding hairline. And the, uh, I have this little patch I call the island that, that pops In the front up. of your head? Just, yeah, yeah, I have that. And I let my hair grow out once just out of laziness, man. And um, I was like, I look like a fucking child molester. I look like some creepy old dude that meanders around a grocery store freaking people out. So it's like, and I have not tried to grow my hair out. I am incredibly fortunate 
that my skull has a shape that allows mine doesn't. me to. I know plenty of people like that. They shave their I head. I mine once and I was like, oh my fucking God, dude. Because <laughs> I have, so I have thick hair. Like I have a really thick hair, head of hair. And one of my uncles, it's my, well, my great uncle, I guess, my grandpa's brother. He used to have hair just like mine. Like they say I look just like him when he was a, a young man. And he's fucking slick now. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. I'm just going to have to, it's hat life for me, I guess. Yeah, it's hat life for <laughs> me. You buzz it down short. You know, a lot of guys still keep like the Caesar ring um, and, and even the horns and stuff like that. But you, uh, all of the thing, all the articles I've read and, and, you know, like hairstylists and stuff tell you, as you start to lose your hair, cut that shit short. Right. The, the no, guy with no, the, no, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to cling on to it. Right. Do the Caesar ring, but it goes down to your shoulders. And then I like swoop it over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People who do no that, one will I'm tell. Like, I'm oh, like, my, I'm like, shave that shit. Favorite hair, uh, hairdo is the people with the standard male pattern baldness and they're getting deep into it. And then they decide, okay, while I still have this last little bit of hair <laughs> left, they grow it out really long, but only in the back. So it's, you know, sort of the bald mullet. That's, yeah. that's, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I know the one you're talking about and that's, it just looks, it I looks trashy. It. So see, that's a perfect, right. And that is a perfect example of why I don't get wound up when a woman dyes her hair or um, wears contacts or, or a push-up bra. That's dudes' faults for thinking with their dick. It is. See, and that's that's exactly uh, again, my, my friend we were talking. She looks and, real good. Fuck her. It's fake. It's like what you, that's, if she wouldn't do that, I mean, maybe it makes her feel better but for the no. most part, like, it's because She's doing that to kind of conform Yeah, she's doing that to conform to society's expectations of what we say a woman. When you've got these chicks on Instagram with their Perfect asses and perfect faces, and I'm I'm doing air and the warp door frame in the background. Thank you, right? <laughs> you and and that's that's why I am so anti filter. Again, I, I give my friends shit about using filters, and I'm like, you know, you're not ugly, um, so I don't understand why you're using all these filters. But you understand that as a woman, I think you have a responsibility to every fucking sixteen year old girl that's popping onto fucking Instagram. Yes, I said it. You have a responsibility to help their fucking mental health. We all have a responsibility to try to help other people with their mental health because the fucking medical industry isn't going to do it. The insurance industry ain't going to fucking do it. So we have to do it. And all I'm, all I'm saying is don't use filters. Like if you're using the cat ear filter and the demon eye filters, fuck, I've done that because some of them. No, are no, 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 hilarious. no. Fuck that. I thought that was real. And, and, uh, was right. and, and I now was I don't have, I don't have demon eyes. And that gave me, uh, I, I do not have cat ears and a tail. <laughs> well, while we're on the subject and then talking about fake stuff, I have a point of view, which some people may or may not like. You oh, know, I know it's I, coming. I don't like it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't like when, it. When people talk about breast augmentation. Yeah, and, I knew it. And, and they call it, <laughs> you know, these are fake. No. No, they're, they're not. not. Uh, okay. No, they're not. If, if you agree. take off your bra and your titties go with it, <laughs> the, those are fake. Now, if you take off your bra and you've got titties there and I can touch them, they are now real. 
They, no, you're th- right. Th- 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 those are not imaginary titties. No, you're they, right. A, they may a, be augmented titties, right? But they're not imaginary titties. A, a padded bra is probably faker than. Um, oh than man, I've been duped so many times. Breast dude. implants. Yeah, I mean because you're right. Duped. If they they take the bra off, and yes, they're augmented. They're not naturally born with those. But you're right. They stay there when the bra comes off. You know, so. I, I mean, if I'm hanging out with a chick and I know she wears falsies, I'm like, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to tape a summer sausage to the inside of my leg. So I mean, match. you know, I get my gray sweatpants and my sock out and see what I can see what I can catfish. Um, but, you know, see how many time, ladies you can disappoint. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the thing. I, I just was just having this conversation with a woman. I said, you know, under promise and over deliver. You know, I mean, be the chick that wears the, the, the T-shirts and the jeans, you know. Be the AT&T lady. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when you, and when she wears something form-fitting, like you see the AT&T lady. You know what's funny? I just discovered recently that she is the one that has been toning down her boobs in those commercials. It wasn't AT&T because she actually produces all those commercials. Um, she is oh, like damn. the director, producer and all that. And I read an article on her. Uh, and she was saying that, yeah, it was just the comments she was getting. And cause you know, she's seen by a people. lot of people and that, right, people. Yeah. She's seen <laughs> by a lot of motherfuckers in those commercials and it, and it draws in a lot of nut jobs. And so that's why you don't see her. But for those of you that aren't familiar, the AT&T commercials, the cute little, uh, uh, petite woman in those commercials, um, who's also, I think very charming in those commercials. If you notice, she has a very large chest. And if you look her up and you find her wearing, uh, there's a picture of her in like this corset kind of thing. She's very well endowed in that area. And when she did the commercials originally, the very first commercials, you can, you can tell that more in the shirt she's wearing and stuff like that because of internet comments. Oh, they're bringing it back though. They're bringing the tits back. She started to squish them down, you know? I hope she does. The most recent ones are like, okay, she's leaning into it now. Lean into it. I mean, absolutely. That is her body. That's the thing is that ogling someone's tits and making them uncomfortable about it is, is the same as telling a chick she's flat chested and making her feel uncomfortable about that. It's still body shaming, right? If somebody's skinny, if they're too skinny, they're too skinny. If they're too fat, they're too fat. It's like, Jesus fuck on a cracker, dude. Oh, excuse me. Social media, social media caused people to do that. I think, but it's always been there. I don't think no, social media caused it. It just gave them a vehicle to do it anonymously and without any mm. any eye contact. Well, you like see more people more now. efficiently. More yeah. efficiently, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, You yeah, can do it to eight hundred people it, a day now instead of just four. Right. Yeah, and and you know as well as because I do, there that, were magazines and shit before sure, that. Where, sure. but but it's just now the delivery system. <laughs> is more efficient and more immediate. Do you know why women in the U.S., uh, why most women in the U.S. are under the... So back, maybe the 20s, I think it was, might have even been before that. Um, it Was was it Bic Razors or Schick or whoever was around back then? Anyway, they, um, they ran a campaign about shaving your legs because women weren't using razors, only men were. They weren't selling as many. And someone said, how can we get women to buy razors? And they started talking about shaving their legs and everyone thought it was this cool, awesome European thing. And it was like, <laughs> really? No. Same thing with the Michelin stars. It's the tire company. They wanted you to go out to eat more and burn your tires up. Isn't that fucking weird? 
Yeah. That's just fucking weird to me. <laughs> Capitalism's strange. I don't know. Capitalism <laughs> is strange. We're at an hour, boys. Well, I say uh, good the place button. to stop. Hey, don't forget that you can email us at uh, the bullshirt podcast, the bullshirt podcast at gmail.com. And we're on YouTube, so you can go there and comment and tell us how fucking tell us awesome mean things. Are. Shit tell on say, me a little bit. Shit on me a little bit. Step on my cubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us the Melania vein trub treatment and talk about our big mommy milkers or whatever the fuck they were calling it. Hell yeah. She flashed the hot dog vendor. <laughs>